1: Oh, the Colorado kids are back. <laughs> Fresh off of trips to the mountains, not together. No, not Separated together. Separated by a week, because why would we discuss <laughs> when we're both going to be in the, uh, in the Colorado area? Um, because that's what we do here. Because, look, we play at Lucy and Goosey. I'm Lucy. That's Goosey. This is Cold <laughs> Dog Can I ask you a question about your time in yeah, Colorado? Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna fucking have nine
2: stories to talk about. That's what did, I do. Did multiple people reference South Park to you? <laughs> Not once. All right. First of all, my lift from downtown Colorado or downtown Denver to the uh, conspiracy theory airport, $107. <laughs> um,
1: it was three o'clock on a Thursday. That's um, why I rented a car because lift prices are out of this world my lord that's what's grinding my gears (laughs) but
2: my Lyft driver uh referenced uh South Park um there was a a restaurant in downtown Denver called City Walk
1: Uh just like man you know what I didn't think about South Park until right now when you said that I don't know why that would have escaped my mind I love that show and I'm not like I'm not pretending to be above South Park. Sure. Didn't even dawn on me. I just yeah. kept thinking about Towns Oh, it okay, didn't until people brought it up. That, no, no. Well, you know, I think the, there are definitely two Americas and there are damn sure two Denvers because I think the experience for Denver for a black dude is much different. Um, um, and that, that is rarely, a place with a lot of income disparity. <laughs> rarely do I get to say this. The folks seem to be on their best behavior when there's a strange black guy around because that's just not something they see a lot um, unless you are in the places where all the black people must be because they were in none of the places where I was. (laughs) I was told north of Broadway. That sounds about right. I saw a few when I was just kind of driving around looking for a tattoo shop. Don't even get me started on the new tattoo culture. Appointments, Jesus Christ. And I didn't want to go to the urgent care. I just wanted to go get a tattoo on a whim because I had a couple hours to kill. Thanks, Denver. In Huntsville, uh, it's I think you can only walk
2: in if it's like uh, going to be something very tiny, and it's a hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with the shop minimum. I'm fine with pulling some flash off the wall. Just give me, you know what? No, I'm not. I was uh, I was in Denver for a musical extravaganza. It was my first sojourn to Red Rocks. Um, it's the greatest amphitheater in the world. like well, I don't know about the world. They might be doing some badass shit in Spain. Um, but I can't imagine anyone is doing anything like this here in the United States. An amphitheater just tucked into a big old mountain is uh, is pr- I had high expectations, but I'm constantly let down by things. Um, I'll say this, you really gotta want it to see a show there because it's 7four percent stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yes, obviously you're going up, you think, okay, you drop. No, 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 no. As, uh, uh, Jason Connor told me, cause he had gone out a couple of years ago. He's like, look, when you get there, you're not there because you are not, <laughs> yeah. you are not there at all. But man, that's um, very
2: funny because I imagine <clears throat> because, um, uh, the last podcast on the left boys, um, Recently, did a, a a live show at Red Rocks, and I would imagine their fan base to be either uh, my size and can't walk up too many stairs, or like a skeleton size
1: and strung out and too can't anemic to get up the stairs. Yeah, I mean, I was I was shocked. Like, I was absolutely shocked by the number of stairs. And I'm not. I don't think I'm exaggerating either. Like, I'm not bitching and moaning i'm not complaining about the number of stairs i'm just saying it looked like a fucking escher painting like <laughs> there were <laughs> stairs on the way two stairs the whole <laughs> place is lousy with stairs but without question it is the best sounding outdoor show i have ever attended nice and you know in who- you go oh i i was gonna cut you off
2: mm-hmm. and and ask you you know who else gets a lot of stairs.
1: Who's showing birthday boys? I know another major's is pretty hot. (laughs) (laughs) End of the show. MLB 99. But I was out to see Jason Isbell, formerly of the drive-by truckers. That will tie into some things later that go on here on this podcast. But uh, Lucinda Williams, surprise, opens the show. And I have always been hot and cold on Lucinda Williams like it just you know some of it hits some of it doesn't I I refer to her often as like she's a great entryway to this other kind of music you know she's accessible a lot of people really dig her and she's great I'm not saying I'm not saying bad things about Lucinda Williams she just doesn't typically do it for me
2: but I remember seeing her album an album cover of hers in like is she old enough to be, like, have CDs on, like, Columbia House? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. I remember some Lucinda Williams uh,
1: uh, album was always like, eh? yeah, 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 I think you'll like this. And, like, she makes a lot of great songs. It's just, I don't know, some, for some reason, they don't take with me most of them. But she, Lucinda Williams, as it turns out, was the first live music I heard post the Great Shutdown. Wow. Oh. And so so she's already she's got she's got a long, a long runway to not fuck this up because I'm anybody <laughs> doing anything I would have been excited for. I'm in Red Rocks, all the stuff. I meet a wonderful gentleman runs by the name of Marlon somehow is a white guy. Yeah, I've, I've met white marlins before. So here we are in Red Rocks, Denver, Colorado. White marlin, black Matt, just having the times of our lives. Black Larry, <laughs> black Larry, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is even more. Everything's weird that's happening here. But he was a he was a guitar player, and like he's super into gear, and so I can scratch some of those itches. And but at any rate. We Neither of us know who the opener is. We're kind of expecting it to be Amanda Shires because that's typical of isbel shows. Um, but we're sitting there gabbing and we look down and I think it's a guitar tech. No, it's Lucinda Williams' band. And then Lucinda Williams comes out with no introduction. She just gets, walks up to the mic, hey, and you immediately know, oh shit, it's Lucinda Williams. And she's had a stroke relatively recently. And so there's the thing of like, fuck, I'm just glad to see Lucinda Williams is okay, let alone here to perform for me. Yep. And proceed, this band is tighter than shit. And again, the sound was incredible. And the first snare drum, pow! Me and Marlon both look at each other like, what the fuck? Can you do that? Can a snare drum do that in an amphitheater? I didn't think it was possible. When you got Black Larry and White Marlin, anything can happen. <laughs> and they both agree, this is the shit. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> then, so we were off and running. And man, it was crazy as fuck to see the dude from La Fonda has filled up Red Rocks. And yeah. people are losing their fucking minds. Yeah, Just going absolutely batshit crazy. Um, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. What'd you do in Colorado? Was it, was it that good?
2: Uh, you know, I uh, learned about uh, community improvement grants. That's good. That's more um, important I, than what I did. I you guess. know, I actually... <laughs> um, uh, I like I'm, to think I improved the community just by my mere presence. Oh, you always do, my friend. <laughs> um, my uh, my coworker and I uh, went to a bar that just so happened to be the same bar uh, <laughs> that the reason... the organization we're there for was uh throwing a reception so we got there and uh, realized that it was you know it was at the foot of Coors Field we we're gonna go to the baseball game um these two very attractive women came up I guess we're like who are the two least sexually threatening men <laughs> in Denver Colorado um and and they uh they were like hey are you here for the event we're like not really like we're, we're we can be whatever and they are like, well, we're crashing it. Do you mind if we sit by you guys? And so, you know, we got along and stuff like that. And, you know, just had a, had a lovely evening with uh, two new friends. Uh, they actually turned out to be from DC. Um, and uh, so that took off. But, uh, you know, uh, one of them has COVID now. Yeah. And uh, I got tested last night. So.
1: so here we sit. Here we sit. Here we rest, as it were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. The folks were friendlier than shit. Like I made pals. Everywhere I went, just hanging out, wound up at some fucking bar called, and I love it, The Monkey Barrel, mm, which was completely Gen X themed. So I felt right. I just walk in, there's a guy who's just playing old Wu-Tang records. That's the DJ for the night. I'm like, this place is fucking wonderful. Why are there just nine people here? But hey, whatever. I did go to a Bonchan and it
2: was goddamn it, I knew there was something I forgot. It was weird, man. Hmm. You, you, you didn't miss
1: anything. It, it was fine. I got some wonderful Chinese thighs, chicken, chicken, Chinese chicken thighs that could go <laughs> at a place called Hop Alley. Um, it was very expensive, but it was good than shit. Uh, didn't know that bone marrow was the way to go for fried rice in the future, but I know it now. Just got to rap with a wonderful young gentleman from Seattle run by the name of Manny about classic hip hop. So just a musical endeavor all the way through. Uh, the Monkey Barrel was very excited to have me. Uh, you know, was, they were just very accommodating and glad to, to have me about. Uh, but at any rate, I was noodling around with my guitar last couple weeks and I kept playing something and I'm playing something and I don't know what it is. I'm noodling in this chord progression. I have, and I I know this song. What the fuck is it? I don't know. And I did this for an hour straight, just playing this thing, trying to think, is it this? Is it? And it never came to me. So the next day I wake up, and I have moved relatively recently, and I never got around to really hooking up my electric guitar amp and all that shit. So I'm going to do that today. So plug everything up, and I get it in. It, oh man, I remember I was going to learn this particular song. And I look up the chords to it and I'm like, okay, this is it. And I realized that was the fucking song I was noodling on the night before. I don't know if it was some weird osmosis. I don't know if I'd just done it and forgot. I don't know. It was. But it it felt, was some
2: weird osmosis.
1: It felt like uh, like Cooley had shot straight into my brain. And I really felt it won with the nation because I was learning how to play Birthday Boy and I was very <laughs> excited.
2: What's cool is I saw some weird osmosis uh, open for Primus
1: in 86.
2: Osmosis Jones? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: The cartoon about the inside of the body is voiced by Chris Rock.
2: For some reason, I always think it's Orlando Jones, but that's
1: the Sprite guy. That's a real man. Yeah, And it's not. Yeah, yeah, he was the Sprite guy. uh, Maybe uh, 7-Up. 7-Up. Gilbert, I think, was Godfrey the, you know what, let's do this podcast. (laughs) Birthday boy by the Dreadby by Uh yeah,
2: uh, this is a song that you that is, you've
1: always really liked. Oh yeah, from from lick 1. I loved like it cut through and was not like, oh man, this is a good song for this record, but you know it doesn't reach into the past. No, 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 no. I fucking love and it's it is one of <sighs> Everybody who listens to this or knows us knows how much we love Mike Cool. However, I would wager that the average trucker fan probably does not like the new Cooley stuff as much as they like the uh Dirty South Very different decoration day. Like the new Cooley stuff, like as soon as he started being a little more country, a yep. little more melodic. I would imagine that that did not hit the people that love, you know, fucking Women Without Whiskey or uh, uh, 72 or any of those things as much because they're very different songs. Um, but this hits me the same way that Filthy and Fried does. Like,
2: yeah. I mean, I would say that there's like three kind of like three, <laughs> three uh, ice ages mm-hmm. to, to Cooley's uh, career. There's like the the early, early songs. Um, that like some of them I'll I'll read a title and even I'm like I don't think I've heard that song before. Um, and then there's the seventy two and women without whiskey. Um, and then and then I think the third one is really everything that's happened since I forget what which is first, but go go boots or uh,
1: the the big to do. Yeah, the, um, that era Cooley is very different. It's a it's, it's not straight right. up rock yeah it's it m- melodic and it's more melodic it's more
2: it's more country it, it honestly to to you know kind of conjure up the image of um what he uh what he he discusses in cartoon gold he this this era of cooley and the big to do and uh and uh go-go boots is kind of like he is just a like a a ho hum like pop country singer trying to make it in a bar in L A.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that as opposed is what to Nashville. To. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, Pulaski doesn't fit into the old coolie. No, form no, 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 definitely not. Like the Cooley songs used to be the time where they were the sing along, big yell, hold your yep. beer in the air jams. Yeah. Those okay. that was those were the Cooley moments. These songs are not that. Um, and the band itself doesn't do that as much but yep. I think we notice it more because when Cooley wants to write you the stadium anthem
2: mm-hmm.
1: nobody's better like, yep. there will be no moment as we when in the height of the pandemic when we were watching the noon chorus concerts that alternated <laughs> back and forth yep. and Patterson is doing southern rock opera he has to bring Cooley in because he is 100% right You cannot do Southern rock opera without Zip City. No. Like, most people, if they think of the giant live moments that you would, the fucking things you want to hear at the trucker shows, most of them are going to be the big Cooley anthems. And I don't think he's made one of them probably since Mm, Dirty South. I don't, maybe I'm missing one, but I think that Devil Don't Stay is the last of the, that age of Cooley like he we can close the show with any Cooley song yeah up until that point and then after that they were very different
2: and they even open I think they they open most most shows still with Devil Don't Stay
1: Mm -hmm. because it's the best it may be the best opening track that ever was but again that's not the song we're talking about (laughs) no of course not (laughs) but I'm just giving you some background people shit I can get in here and go through these lyrics like, people, no, like nobody's business, but I'm trying like, to lay a little bit Jesus downwork. Christ, I'm glad
2: they're not in Denver anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> um, should we get into it, then? Let's get it. Uh, Birthday Boy by the Drive-By Truckers. Uh, track three on the big to-do. Of course, written and performed by Michael Cooley. Had to mute and, and cough. Mm-hmm. But you know, because we're on a Zoom. mm mm-hmm. And I, uh, because I'm reading from Genius, uh, we, we have a uh, crowdsourced uh, 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 hate em. arsenal of uh, uh, behind hate every him. line. Which I might be, I, I took a peek and I might I might have uh, found out something new today about this song. Birthday boy, drive by truckers. Which one's the birthday boy? She said, I ain't got all night. Now, Genius says this is a, pro- a prostitute has been hired. By somebody no, a,
1: she's a stripper. That's what I thought. No, fuck genius. It's a lap it's, dance, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. It is a lap dance. So okay. his, it would appear that his friends have taken him out for his birthday. Yeah. They have got this. Because I, I don't feel like they're... I don't feel like this is a situation where they're at a, a, a house and they've called a stripper in. Now, that could be. That, that's possible. But I believe this just to be in a strip club with his pals... And then, come over and get a lap dance. And she's fucking, whatever. Which one's the birthday boy? I ain't I got, got all night, night because there's 15 other people in here I can be giving lap dances
2: to. With just a Virginia Slim that's mm-hmm. 93% oh. ash.
1: I see her as plain as day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sorry. Which one's the birthday boy? She said, I ain't got all night. Would your mama name you? You
1: can call me what you like. Just wonder. I mean, that's just like this. This is one of those Cooley songs that basically everything's a, a one-liner. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just everything just is rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat. It's almost a fucking rap song in how many lines are delivered. Every Skinny Mystery. Uh-uh. No. No. I, I've seen that because, again, I was trying to learn it. Yeah. That is not the lyric. I don't what What is a fuck, the line? I don't give a fuck what the liner notes say. I don't care what anything says. The lyric is, every skin ain't a mystery. Every skin ain't a mystery. Okay, yeah. You gotta make it hard somehow.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, but that also falls in line to this genius annotator. This is a clever double entendre from Mike Cooley. One meaning, One meaning is extending the phallic reference to skin and hard from a prior line, with the prostitute noting, she will solve his arousal with sex.
1: No, it's not a double entendre. It is a straightforward... Every skin ain't a
2: mystery. You gotta make, it, you gotta hard make it hard somehow. Sit your narrow ass down, hotshot. I'll solve yours right now. So let figure I,
1: out what you like.
2: So solve yours. Oh, mystery. She's mm-hmm. solving the mystery. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's it's a straight up. It's a, that is a direct fucking. Like, I'm gonna get your dick hard from sitting <laughs> in this chair, pal. I don't give a fuck what it is you like. I've seen it all. I've done it all. There is nothing that you like that I don't know and can't do.
0: So well, sit your so be-
1: narrow ass down, Not which shut. is, I mean, that is so wonderfully Alabama.
2: Yes. That is just. Oh, uh, oh a thousand. Mm, oh, you can taste I can, it.
1: Because I say it constantly.
2: It is, a, it is a fog we all breathe in, my friend. <laughs> um, well, this genius annotator would, would uh, disagree. Uh, uh, they would say a second meaning is more abstract, noting that everyone's soul is mysterious and life is full of complications, but the prostitute can distract the John from those
1: issues for a moment. A fucking asshole. I don't like these people anymore. <laughs> I don't, I'd love to know who the genius users are.
2: They should have to, like, give their social security numbers. <laughs> Verse two. You got a girlfriend, don't you, boy? Nervous hands can't lie. Married men don't ask how much and single ones ain't buying. One day you've got everything. Next day it's all dance. broke.
1: I, I stepped on a good line there. But, like, like... Yeah, that's a lap dance. That's a lap dance. It is clearly a lap dance because... The the, the the next line, the next stanza proves it's a fucking lap dance. Yes. <laughs> because this is not a part of a prostitute's thing that happens next. Um, but it, the, just the this fidgeting, skinny, young kid who's probably just turned 18 if we extrapolate out a little bit. I don't want to get into genius territory of, of assumption, um, but if we extrapolate, yeah, that's a big. There's a genius word. What cool is giving us? This guy probably just turned eighteen. He's yeah. fucking. He don't know where he is. He's shaking. He's fidgeting. He's skinny as shit. Is I mean, he- I had friends in
2: high school that I think it was either. I think there was some. Or the I don't know the the strip clubs in Alabama might be twenty one, but there was some place near like on the way to Nashville called the Booby Bungalow. Yeah and it was yeah. it was either 18 it was or 18 a, that was the big deal for them and, then and like I, I had friends that would drive up there on their 18th birthday i'm like that's even back then i was like i'm not jealous of that mm-mm, mm-mm. now
1: dream girls on the other hand at some point i like, love that 18.
2: movie oh my god
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing i think the 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 mythos around the Booby bungalow was they would let you drink at 18. Like, if you could get in, they were just oh, yeah. super cool, which was probably a lie, but they were super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: I bet they got so many confident 18-year-olds in there. Oh, hell yeah. Rolling in there,
1: just eight, just 16-year-olds and grizzled truckers were the booby bungalow population because <laughs> <laughs> it was right off 65. It was fucking... Like, uh, oh. oh, just, ma- just nasty. But, like, just the images he's conjuring of this grizzled veteran stripper
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i again i can see her and i can see this doofy kid his hat is way too big uh-huh. it's, the, the brim is so folded it's pulled way down over his eyes he's wearing a t-shirt and jeans and probably work boots
2: man i guarantee you that hat you know what's going to happen to that hat though It's gonna get turned around.
1: Oh, it's definitely gonna Miss Trixie is gonna fix this hat problem. That's part. (laughs) That's step one of mystery solving. Get that hat flipped around. Make sure she doesn't grab the fish hook that's on the brim and cut herself. I have to ask you a couple questions
2: about that that offline. That's that's a different. (laughs) Is it a religious thing or a fishing thing?
1: It's a fishing thing. Okay, I know you're a fisherman.
2: Okay, I'm getting it. Um. So, uh, got a girlfriend, don't you, boy? Nervous hands can't lie. Married men don't ask how much.
1: Single ones ain't buying. It's it's wonderful, too. Because, again, not a prostitute, because it's always single ones who are buying from a prostitute. (laughs) One day you got everything. Next day it's all broke. Let Miss Trixie sit up front. Let her wipe your nose. So, Miss Trixie sitting up front, I'll get to that line in a minute. Let her wipe your nose is just taking her breast and... Batting them around your face—that's what? what's happening. What? That's what she's doing. <laughs> she's she, she's motorboating him. That's what the line is. No way. That's a fucking look. Let I, Miss she, Trixie let Miss Trixie sit in your lap and then shake her breast around in your face. That's what these. That's what's happening. What did you think was <laughs> happening? Reveal. <laughs> I
2: I just I just imagine he was so young and so green and so jittery that like he not crying but like to kind of infantilize this this well, young man yes now we're
1: into double entendre he has got a runny sure.
2: nose no. like he's a like he's a kid
1: no that's, that's a classic stripper move is one of these what I'm it's doing true. people is I've got both fists out and I'm shaking my shoulders and breast. and just imagine ba-boom 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 that's what's happening here um now I remember reading, hell, it might be in the liner notes of this record uh, or an article or something that was talking about when this record came out. I can't get over this. I'm learning so much about this song. (laughs) I think it is in the liner notes for this, but it's Patterson talking about all the songs in the record. And he gets into Birthday Boy about how much he likes, and he says, the thing that stood out to me was, let Miss Trixie sit up front. Yeah. Like that particular lyric. So he goes on to reference, that's from a movie. And I never made. I never went back and found out what movie I couldn't remember. Blah 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 blah. Last year I'm watching Paper Moon. Uh, I thought you were going to say Jeremy's Egg. <laughs> well, I'm, obviously I'm watching Jeremy's Egg all the time. <laughs> um, but I'm watching Paper Moon, and goddamn, I'm very bad. Bernadette Peters, I believe, yeah. is the actress. Yeah. And she, the Paper Moon, is Paul Newman and his daughter out on a uh, a, a run. It's not his daughter. She's playing. She, that's part of the grift. Um, right. But at any rate, they he is in love with a stripper named Trixie. They pick her up and the kid is like, well, she ain't sitting in the front. And so Trixie has to pull her to the side. And Trixie's kind of telling her, like, look, you guys are grifting. My whole thing's a grift too. All I got is this body, blah, blah, blah. blah so please, let Miss Trixie sit up front with her big old titties. And that's, that is is the line that Fed Fantastic. this. Not, this happens and I stand up out of my chair. She said it. <laughs> she, she said it. Said it! <laughs> I um I am, yeah
2: I imagine it was you know just a little like a lap dance when when a when a sex worker I mean there's nowhere else to put her body other than sit in your lap facing you. Well,
1: so. But yeah that that but that's how he he pulls this line from this movie and works it into this strip tease song and it's fucking beautiful. Mike Cooley's great. He's real good at his job.
2: So here we are, uh, we're coming up on what I think is the best part of this, uh, the song and what this genius annotator calls the bridge. Working for money like you got eight hands flat on flat on your back under a mean old man, just thinking happy thoughts and breathing deep. So that's
1: where they become, that's where the Could prostitute, be prostitute part from that. comes in for sure. But gang, I've been around strip clubs long enough to know that's always a part of the deal. If it's a part of the deal.
2: If we hadn't taken so many tangents already, I would tell you the uh, the story, or I would tell our listeners the story of the time a friend wanted to go to a strip club here and try to see if that was a possibility,
0: mm-hmm.
2: order off the menu, if you will, mm-hmm. and the day before he was going to go, the place got raided.
1: Because it was definitely a possibility. <laughs> we, uh, yeah yeah and also the you know the imagery that is conjured up here is the kind of place where that would happen and also that part of the song is not necessarily in the present that's yeah. just Trixie's backstory or part yeah. of the gig that she that is not in relation necessarily to what has happened in the verse before, this is just Trixie saying, God damn, I am so tired of this. This is the things that Trixie's thinking about while she's wiping this fucking kid's nose with her breast. <laughs> so
2: <clears throat> uh, what we're coming up on are, I don't know how many lines you want to call this, but I think it's some of the, the best the best songwriting that Mike Cooley has
1: exhibited. It is career. some of the best songwriting anybody's ever done um, to, to sum up the plight of those women it's
2: i get i i I get chills at the end of this bridge quote yeah yeah. between your mama's drive and daddy's belt it don't take smarts to learn to tune out what hurts more than helps and it
1: is that is soul crushing but it is especially when
2: he like tries to fit in all that (laughs) like he fits in all those words in that second line that is another
1: thing about these sort of current coolie songs is you can't sing along to them as well. No, no, no. Difficult because he is like doing things. There are uh, melodic tricks he's doing in there to get all this stuff in between where the chord changes. And I'm trying to play the song, and it's, it's tough because the timing goes crazy. Like you can't get in there. Is, is Mike Cooley, I mean, I
2: know I'm, I'm not comparing him to a songwriter, but kind of like. <sighs> Is is Mike Cooley like the John Freshante of songwriting? <laughs> like, just a, like just a savant who's not I don't, really. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. Comes like, off as a silly dum-dum. Yeah. Oh shucks. But man, that this guy is very like technically when he puts smart. Pen
1: to papyrus. This <laughs> is fucking think. rap, dude. Like, and I don't think he is. I don't. It does not appear to me that he would ever overthink anything. I think. It seems like he has an innate sense of what is good, yeah. Because even though there, we've talked, there might be one song that I truly just don't like. It's not bad. Um, now there might be a pile of Cooley songs somewhere that are dog shit, but he doesn't put them out. Well, I, I was, you have that record, <laughs> but he he does not put them out ever, and so it just looks like everything works and. Um. If, if you if we look at the ratio of typically Patterson songs to Cooley songs on a record, you know, Patterson's volume guy. He's sure. the, vo, he's, yeah. if Patterson writes and gets it done with and it's not terrible, he'll give it a trot out and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but no, like, he is one and of I don't the think best once, songwriters I can think of.
2: I mean, I think you and I are both Cooley fans more than we are Patterson fans, mm-hmm. but um, just because Patterson, I, I I don't mean when I say... It, it is for lack of a better term he, he's quantity over quality like yeah but but he's still mm-hmm. like good enough you know shouldn't be the enemy of perfect mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so you know it's it, it's two two different styles and man Cooley's like spends a little bit more time cooking with this in the oven and like it
1: it really shows and but that those two lines between your mama's drive and daddy's belt it don't take smarts to learn to tune out what hurts more than helps. But actually, Between Your Mama and dri- Mama's Drive and Daddy's Belt is an incredibly powerful lyric because, again, it conjures up exactly
2: pe- people that we all know. Yeah, and I'm also picturing a car that is about to break. Just like a like a like a drive breakdown, drive it like the fan belts about to break or something like that.
1: But like if if you tell me that Trixie's mother was like a fucking stage mother, if she was on toddlers and tiaras, would you Mm -hmm. believe that? Just just from that line.
2: Oh yeah, I believe
1: it. She was definitely the head cheerleader, all that shit, and even without like. Between your mama's drive and daddy's belt, that does not sum up necessarily bad parenting. No. It sums up maybe overdoing it.
2: But it or also
1: just the chips fail where they fucking made. I mean, yeah. And I mean, it
2: also could could mean that, you know, maybe she actually <coughs> appreciates the lessons that she learned from her parents mm-hmm. so that she could apply them to times when she's flat on her back under under a mean old man. man. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. It's just goddamn brilliant. And we're not even like done with the parts that like no sh- the, the so next parts
1: even better.
2: The prettiest girls from the smallest towns get remembered like storms and droughts. The old men talk about for years to come. I guess that's why they give us names, so a few old men can say they saw us rain when we were young.
1: That is fucking one percenter songwriting. Humming,
2: uh, uh, you know me and my much I love those homonyms, baby. That is- that is, that is incredible. Like, is it R-A-I-N or is it R-E-I-G-N?
1: It's thing? absolutely brilliant is what it, but like that again, without knowing anything about the backstory, not, without having any inside information, I fully know, I, I there is literally a person. I'm thinking of a, a singular person who I know that comes to mind in this part. As the woman or the old man? As the woman.
2: Oh, because right. I already do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I will be sitting with, with a, a friend at a bar and be like, man, God, do, you, do you remember when Susan, you know, was bartending? It's not, it's not a stripper, but I, that doesn't make it any better yeah. or worse.
1: Yeah. But that is, and the, I guess that's why they give us names. So a few old men can say they saw us. Or, like, we're the, the pretty girls from the smallest towns, they're nothing but uh, an object for these old men. To yeah. And it's like, ben. do you
2: remember life? when the fucking tornado of 2011 a- went through? Absolutely. Like, like, I can you know? you
1: hear these conversations. You hear the conversation that comes up that references either a, the pretty girl or B the storm of the drought. And let, especially when you're the fucking band that made tornadoes, like you've let, already echoed the point. Let grandpa be
2: a racist. He, he, Took his, he took our family farm through the drought of '48, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't no. be going to college if it weren't for him. And remember when Jenny Lee Barry was head cheerleader? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and just like uh, again, just the <clears throat> the wordplay with they saw us rain when we were young. Perfect.
1: Uh, Perfect. Yes. You, it, it, there's there's not much I can say about it because it truly. I don't. I shouldn't have to point out to anybody. Wow, that's fucking great. Like it speaks. On its own. It it, it it's just a masterstroke. And I don't have a fucking clue how long it took him to come up with that. But if it took less than a decade, then he's a super genius.
2: <laughs> Speaking of genius, um the oh, god. Yeah, no, kidding. Uh, who, who, oh who, god
1: who plays who plays this lap steel solo? Um I, that would probably be uh John Neff, I would imagine.
2: Hmm. Amazing. Uh, and then, you know, you just kind of go back into the verse one. Which one's the birthday boy? She said, I ain't got all night. What's your mama name you?
1: Yeah? You can call me what you like. And then the play on... but The play on Trixie giving away her name. Yeah. she Her name, She he establishes that the woman's name is not important in this transaction. Just as it's not important in her actual life because... And they only give them a name to have something to reference
2: yeah, for to objectify. And it's not, it's, and, and and the thing is, the song isn't called The Names They Give Us. Um, it's called Birthday Boy, called birthday which boy. is the most Mike Cooley thing in the world. Jason Isabel can say the, the thing she said in the shower to like, the thing she said in the shower? Is that song the song she sang in the shower. Oh, she sang in the shower. Cooley is the birthday boy. That is such a, like, you know, we talked about the difference between Patterson and, and Cooley. But you know, there's there's also that gap too. Yeah, and there's and it's all awesome. I'm and so happy. A common
1: like there's there are no five dollar words in this song. There are no there is no pandering. Anyone could write a song about the stripper with the heart of gold. Oh yeah. Or, you know, the downtrodden sex work, whatever. Those are those are tropes that have been addressed and can be addressed by anyone that's once or, or twice. Yeah, that's a place you can write a song about. But what does Cooley do here? He never describes, like, he never describes the club. He never judges. No, no, there is never any judgment. It's and just a story. It is it's a very just a story. It's
2: it's one. It's it's one moment. It, I mean, exactly. It, Think about the actual time that the action of this song takes up. A snot-nosed kid is told to sit down while Miss Trixie sits up front, and then. As she's wiping his nose, she just kind of has a flashback of how she got here. Yep. And, again, like, it's – maybe she's happy. I
1: th- I think that, like, people – I don't think Trixie's happy. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we get anything here to tell us that Yeah, I Yeah, I
2: guess, I guess uh, admitting the uh, – I guess being aware of, like – are saying something? I guess that's why they give us
1: names. That is not that's a person. Not a, that's that's not something a happy person happy. says. Um, she might have accepted. She might be. She might be successful. She sure. seems to be really good at her job. Successful. But, um, but he does not take time to describe the scene to us. That it just starts like if you were filming this, it would take forty seconds because <laughs> it starts with Trixie already, and it's the. Ugh, fuck. We talked about in OD in Denver to bridge the two things together. Um, we talked about um, the the waitress from the Hermit is coming to get Hank at the end. <laughs> Tank. But that's basically who Trixie is as yeah. she rolls into this scene that she's played out ten thousand times before, and she ain't got no time because all of the boys are sitting around laughing and pointing like yeah yeah yeah. Trixie rolls in. Which one's the birthday boy? I ain't got all night. <laughs> I gotta make some damn money, man. I got to get it. There's a fucking trucker over there that just got paid, and I got to get me half of it tonight. And I might have to get this done because I might have to get in the bed of a truck later and get some like all the shit that the she's got mean to old do. Man. Like she ain't t- she ain't got time for this shit with y'all. In my mind, uh, because
2: that trucker just got paid, he's listening to Friday night just got paid by
1: Freddie Mitchell 14 player, 14-year-old soccer player, Freddie too. I mean, he could have <laughs> went with uh with zz top rest in peace Dusty. um that was right there for you johnny kemp just got paid
2: party hunting feeling right body shaking all around oh no one knows when i'm getting down check the mirror i'm looking to fly round up the posse jump in my ride radio rock a monster jam feel the rhythm pop up the sound This is a long song. Oh, my God.
1: I've never heard of this song. Oh, yeah. Johnny Kemp just got paid. Good shit. fucking. You know, if the Seahawk, if the Supersonics had never left. Johnny (laughs) Kemp. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this is, I don't, this may be, saying best about a Cooley song is crazy. But like, of the new batch, this motherfucker here is
2: near the top. That's the thing. I I don't even I don't even put this in like my favorite Cooley song on the on the record. I don't think it's the. I, it might Give be me the th-
1: songs on the record. I'll rank them right now for you.
2: Oh shit! <laughs> See, the thing is to to do and uh, go go boots always. Um,
1: oh, they blend together because they're they should have been a double album.
2: Yeah, that is just don't get around. So, so let's go ever. to the big to do first. Big To Do is the one with Birthday Boy. Give me the songs
1: um, on Big To Do, and I'll rank them right now.
2: Okay, yes. <laughs> so you are correct that this is the best Cooley song on this record. Um, Birthday Boy, Get Downtown, Eyes Like Glue.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah Get Downtown is not a great song. No, it's fine. It's fine. There's not it's just not a it, great song. But
2: it comes right after this fucking job. So it's like, yeah, I just heard this song. Right. It
1: it, it works in the in the record, but it no, it, it's not one that uh, I couldn't have told you which record it was on. Um eyes like blue. I understand that's it is a well-written song, it's a well-performed song. It a, a song about that subject matter is probably never gonna grab me.
2: Okay, so here's here's the uh Yeah, this is... uh, Go-Go
1: Boots is a problem.
2: Go-Go Boots is a real coolie problem. (laughs) Yeah. Because you got Cartoon Gold, the weakest man, Pulaski. Are those the only three? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, Man, these two records are so good, man. I don't
1: think it's better than Cartoon Gold. But that being said, I don't think... Uh, there's been times I don't know if sex is better than cartoon gold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody knows "Dance" and "Ricky" is the best song on the album. Um,
1: there's been a day where I would have agreed
2: with you, so <laughs> certain I mean, circumstances. So it's it's so weird just looking at these track lists because you know, just like um, <clears throat> like I said, this fucking job and get downtown are you know mm-hmm. at least thematically similar. Uh, Raise automatic weapon and he used to be a cop are both are both on go go boots. Um, meanwhile, you have uh The Wig He Made Her Wear on The Big To Do, but The Fireplace Poker on Go-Go Boots.
1: If that if that had been a double album, it should have been. We would be talking about is this the greatest double album? Yeah, 100%. Since Pick A Date, because it's a fucking monster if you put them both together. Or... And quite frankly, it, there's not enough songs to cull to make one super record out of it either. Like, you you couldn't pull I don't think you could pull just 12 songs out of that. No, say, no, well, hell no. We Absolutely should have killed not. all these and put them out as a B-side thing.
2: And honestly, you know? it's basically both of them together are
1: almost exactly two hours. Yeah, and I would I would imagine that the lion's share of the fan base would probably not grade either of those records very highly. I know that's so weird because like,
2: I you just, you find one of those songs and it's like, you know how much I like, I will, I would, I would die for the song Santa Fe. Yeah. And like, yeah. you, you tell me like a, I mean like a, a tried and true drive by trucker fan. That's going to give the, give any, any song up on Southern rock opera for Santa Fe.
1: Yeah, no, it, it is a weird. So I, well, I, I kind of, I kind of experienced that, um, and it was, it was very strange to be in this. You know, I don't know how many people read October. I'm going fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, a lot of thousand people, and um, if they were vampires, it comes on in the fucking place is losing their shit. In other words, I'm not. I am not judging. I don't. I'm not sitting on a high horse. I'm just yeah. giving an anecdote. Well, um, he Isbell announces, "I got my dad with me on tour," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" This outfit—like, I don't like. An outfit is yeah. coming. Everybody, let's all get ready to go crazy, guys! And it's you know, you you see pockets of people that are the old truckers fans, and they. Yeah. But most of these people, it's just the opposite of the truckers. Like it's the early catalog for for them, and then it's the later catalog for Isbell. And it's just such a fucking crazy thing that. Those five, six, ho- however many, when you start to interchange the Ismail days and the and the yep. current days, those five or six dudes and lady made songs that literally appeal to yeah. the complete opposite
2: sections of white people. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Thousand, that's, that's why so many people are mad at, at them. But I mean it's not like they I don't know. It's, it's like uh, a liberal rooting for the Dodgers, even though, well, not anymore. Magic Johnson owns them, but the previous owners were like, you know, big, like, you know, heavily conservative people. Mm-hmm. And you would imagine there's a lot of liberals in LA, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, um, it, it, it is truly amazing just, just to see like what they've, I mean, shit fucking 72 or 72 Lookout Look out mountains on a Valvoline commercial. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure I've heard the drive-by truckers in a in a, in a, a sting to commercial on Morning Joe.
1: Yeah, yeah. And being, I'm, I'm always baffled by, especially anytime I see them, well, this might be the first one. I think that's why this one hit me so hard. And I'm extending, Jason was a trucker. Like, I mean, it's just no getting around it. So like yeah. any conversation about the truckers on the clue, clue is will talk. But like seeing them outside the South is always I can't yeah. quite yep. wrap yep. my head around. Like, oh my! I God. know the songs are great. I understand that the songs are great. Um, you know what's? Sorry, but I don't under. They, I, I still look around like when well, Isbell closes the show with "Never Gonna Change." I'm like, and I'm kind of looking around like y'all might be enjoying this, but you ain't enjoying it like me. <laughs> 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 you ain't feeling it like I am. Yeah, and and
2: I, I would be that's the thing, you know. I, I've come into to I mean, I was a trucker fan before I met you, but I didn't really perfect the art, still haven't. Uh, but I never got closer until I met you, my friend. But it is so I would still be one of those people that you would say you ain't enjoying it like me to yeah. me. Um, but like it is I don't know, it's it's uh seeing Isabel in three differently sized venues in DC was very interesting just to see who showed up to what. Yeah. And like, cause you would get the more casual fans at a amphitheater, obviously Mm -hmm. Um, they're not going to be able to get tickets to, you know, the wherever we saw Cooley in some dude's basement, but like, um, yeah, it is very interesting on how versatile they are Um, really all six of them because I mean, Shauna went on and did the, Whatever other band, P- Pink yep. Incorporated, what was Something. her? I can't never remember the name of that outfit, but yeah.
1: <laughs> and like the, the Tom Tom Club, it was the Tom Tom Club. Definitely the Tom-Tom Tom Tom Club. Yeah. The Club. Um, but the the couple skate nature of <laughs> Cover Me Up and Vampires is. Mm,
2: just, mm, mm, I mm. mean, you cannot
1: fucking like <laughs> the, the 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 amount of people that left immediately following if we were vampires was astonishing it's, oh yeah because I mean like look they've, they've heard all the songs they know and it's time to go to fucking Bound Town oh yeah oh, like, yeah.
2: yeah. we've hey, got a lot, a lot of steps to we got altitude
1: sickness we're, there's uh, no okay. oxygen all my blood's in my dick I'm drunk well, let's get out of here yeah, yeah no call. better than this for them and I ain't mad at them
2: <laughs> you could almost never mind let's end this episode <laughs>
1: ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us here this has been a podcast called cold dog soup the mixtape I'm Lucy that's Goosey and if you're ever at a seedy strip club please let the stripper sit up front this has been cold dog soup the (laughs) mixtape